0: Hello, and welcome to the Tech Startup Show. In this episode, I speak to Noah Bragg, an awesome entrepreneur and podcaster. He is building Potion, an awesome tool for rapidly building websites with Notion in public. We speak about building a SaaS from the ground up, building in public, and bootstrapping. Firstly, Noah, thank you so much for your time today. And do you want to just give us a bit of introduction about yourself? Yeah,
1: thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here, uh, Charles. Yeah, so I'm a solo entrepreneur. I love building businesses. I love creating things. And I started building probably my first businesses, uh, I don't know, six years ago. And it'd always be like a side project um, that would just start and just see what would happen with it. And I'm I'm a software developer by trade. And so... In the last two years, though, I've had some businesses that have done done well. I've sold two businesses. Um, they weren't like, you know, huge, like uh, massive, you know, businesses, but they were small little businesses that I was able to sell, which was really cool. Um, and now I'm working on Potion, which is kind of my main um, business I'm working on. And then I started working on an NFT project uh, recently. And so those are kind of the two things I have going on right now. Um, but yeah, I just have a lot of fun with uh, creating businesses, and I, I kind of go more of the bootstrapper kind of approach with things and really enjoy basically just like the freedom of being able to create um, and, and doing it kind of on my own terms and, and, and the way that I see that best fits what I'm doing. So yeah, it's it's been a fun uh, journey so far.
0: And I'd love to hear a bit more about Potion.
1: Yeah. So Potion is a website builder that's built on top of Notion. And if you don't know what Notion is, Notion is kind of this note-taking tool that's gotten pretty popular. Um, It's pretty cool because you can do pretty much everything in Notion. It's kind of like Google Drive, Google Docs, um, and like notes all like combined into one. And so people use it for like project management, like teams even use it, And then people use it for their personal notes and organization of data and things like that. Um, And so what Potion does is it takes all that content that you already have in Notion, and it turns it into a a actual website and it hosts it for for you. And so it's pretty cool because people can just kind of set up uh, their website with Potion and then it just kind of works. And they just, whenever they update their pages in Notion, it will automatically update their website um, and they can, you know, customize how it looks, add their own custom domain, add different colors, fonts, things like that all through Potion. And so that's what I've you know, been working on, I started that, uh, around a year and a half ago and it's been a, a fun business and a
0: fun customer group to serve with that. Yeah. I'm a big fan of notion and, you know, it sounds like an awesome idea. Where did you get the idea for potion and how did you really get started with it?
1: That's a good question. So I had built, uh, another business called support man before potion, um, and it was built on top of a platform called Intercom. And so I, I was starting to build kind of this hypothesis that a great way to build a solo business is building on top of another platform because you know the uh, part of the problem is already solved. You're just maybe creating like an add-on or something that kind of makes that better for a specific niche. And you can you can kind of you know, some of the marketing is kind of done for you because that product that you're building on, you you know, typically they have like a marketplace that you can put your product on where people can find it. And it's really easy to know like who your target customer is because it's people that use that platform. And so there's just, there's some things that are easier that I think are, it's, it's a good business to get started with. And I think for indie hacker or solo entrepreneur, It's a good, it's a good spot because there's, there's less that you have to maybe build because you're kind of building on top of something else. Um, And obviously you don't have many resources as a solo entrepreneur. And so basically I, I was starting to look for what are some good platforms I could build on top of that would make a lot of sense. And I had been using notion for over a year by the time I was coming up with this idea and um, I was just starting to think of like ways that I could build on top of Notion. Um, at the same time, I, I started to see that there were people wanting to like build websites with Notion. There was this tool someone made that was kind of this free tool called Fruition that people, you could kind of hack hack together a website from Notion. And it, you, you kind of had to know some technical stuff to be able to do it. But there were like hundreds of sites that I found of people doing this. And I was like, wow, so there's, there's some demand there. Like people want to do this. So that was like one of the first things I saw was like, okay, this is a really good opportunity. Um, you know, the other thing I loved about notion was I could see online, like the users of notion just love notion. They talk about it on Twitter and stuff like that. And that's, that's like a really good kind of niche to put yourself in, I think, because then there's opportunity of word of mouth of people, you know, if they're, if they're talking about notion and like, it's so much, hopefully, you know, they, can, they would do the same about Potion when I build that. Um, and so that was another thing. And so I, I started to then see some um, competitors pop up for website builders on Notion. And so then I decided to go for it. Um, you know, I think it's, it's actually helpful to see that there's maybe some people doing this already. Like, you know, it shows that there's demand there. It shows that this is something, this is a solution that people want. I would rather, you know, build a business in a space that, you know, has some competitors that's not like too busy, hopefully, but I'd rather do that than just start something brand new where it's like never been done before, new kind of startup thing where who knows if it's even going to work and if people even want that thing. Um, so that was kind of the sweet spot. And that's kind of where um, the idea for Potion came about. Um, the I guess the other piece of it is... I, I, well, I kind of had this like checklist of things that I thought were important in my like business idea that I would want to do. And I've noticed for myself the more I go on this like entrepreneurial journey, the the more like tighter that list gets. Of like, basically, I know more like what I'm looking for when I'm like going to do a business and what opportunities I would take on. Um, where you know when you're starting out, like you you know, you haven't done it before. So there's just less like knowing like, okay, this is something that's important to me. This is what I care about. This is the kind of customer I want to serve those kind of questions. And um, so yeah, Potion just kind of fit the checklists um, for everything, uh, which was great. And the other part of that, which was big for me was basically serving a customer that I really enjoy serving and you know, because you're going to be talking to these customers, you're going to have to be thinking a lot about what they care about, what's important to them. And so getting to serve other entrepreneurs, which is basically my kind of my customer base with Potion is like really just right down my alley and the people I like to hang out with. And so that was kind of the the final piece that was like, okay, this is Potion is something I want to do. And um, yeah, all those things kind of came together. And that's when I started working on Potion.
0: And what were the first steps of, of Potion? How did you, once you had the idea, how did you take that idea and build it into what Potion is now?
1: Yeah, so I guess another piece as well of like why I had to do Potion is I really found that I enjoyed building in public um, with my last business, Support And I would just kind of share what I was doing on Twitter. And so that was another thing I was looking for. Like what's a business... That made a lot of public, and I think you know I found that potion could be a really good business for that because the people that like build in public are typically other entrepreneurs, other creators, and that was you know kind of who I was serving, so it was kind of this sweet spot for me where I could do the build in public thing and it would hopefully be valuable to people of just like seeing how something's built and valuable in that way, but then at the same time it's in some ways a little bit of marketing where it's like it's also a tool that could be valuable to them. And so that was kind of how I started was just basically building in public. I, I, I did like a tweet that the next day I was going to start a SaaS, And so before I'd really done anything, I'd already started like tweeting about it. Um, kind of getting just a little bit of feedback of like what people thought of this idea on Twitter. And then I just started building like in public. Um, and the first two months was just really building out the product um, and you know, not really having a ton of people trying like, or anything, but I was sharing everything I was building in public on Twitter and getting a lot of feedback. And one of the things I did, especially early on, I still do this from time to time now, but I don't have <clears throat> as much to say, I guess, is I would make these like little two-minute videos of what, of what I've been building with Potion, and I would just share that on Twitter. And I put all those videos on playlists on on YouTube so people can go back and see kind of the whole journey in a way, which is kind of cool. Um, but those were one of the main ways; those little videos were one of the main ways that I kind of shared in public what was going on, uh, building in public. And so, yeah, it, it was it was a lot of fun doing that. And that that's kind of how I kind of in a way first started building up some anticipation for potion and getting people that were already like interested in, in, uh, using it. Um, maybe some numbers that could just help people under see like what it was looking like was. So when I started building public, um, for potion, I think I had like a thousand followers on Twitter. Um, and now I have, I don't know, almost 11,000, but, just through that period was really when my Twitter following started growing because, um, you know, it was, it was actually helpful to people to see the kind of behind the scenes of, of building a business, um, which was cool. And that kind of grew along. Like, that's kind of started, you know, my first customers came from that that helped me get feedback on Potion and, and uh, make the product better. And so that's kind of where I got my first probably 50 customers or so was through doing that on
0: Twitter. And what would your advice be for someone who's who's struggling about whether they want to get started building in public?
1: Yeah, I think it's definitely getting a little harder now. Um, I think when I started doing it, it was kind of before it was cool to do it. And so now I think like everyone's kind of doing it, uh, which means it's just more competitive. There's just like a lot of information about stuff like this going on. And so then, you know, it's just harder probably to get started getting followers, get people interested in what you're doing. And so I guess the first thing is thinking through like, does it make sense for your business to build in public? The majority of people that enjoy following, building public stuff are other creators, other founders. And so if you're serving your business, serves someone else that doesn't graphic, it might not be worth it for you. Like if you're, you know, selling, um, I don't know, some kind of like, software that helps farmers or something like that. Like they're probably not on Twitter um, seeing if uh, what's going on with the building and public stuff, you know? Um, So it's really, you know, first figuring out where your customer base is, where they hang out and going and hanging out there. And so if those, that customer base is on Twitter, then it could make sense. But then the second thing I'd say is really, um, really giving a reason for people to follow you. Like you, you want to give value to people and kind of the, the first way to do that is show some kind of credibility. Like people are, are not going to want to follow someone that um, basically they don't know about, they haven't proven themselves to like, and having credibility I think is the, the the best way to do that. And so kind of what that could look like is basically doing something really, I I mean, it's kind of like doing something in the real world that shows that you have some kind of knowledge, some kind of value to share with other people. Um, And I think the best way to kind of just get started on that is just start doing kind of interesting and unique things um, that are hopefully valuable for other people. And that kind of builds up your credibility as someone that is doing cool things, building cool things, maybe. um, But then also like, creating value for other people so an example of how i kind of started doing this in the very beginning of my like building in public journey was i did a contest that i called bootstrap boost where i basically just made this website with this like sign up where i said like you know people can sign up apply with their business and i will choose one of you to work 40 hours for free and i'll share the process on twitter And, um, so yeah, that, that was like one of my first things that really went pretty well. Like, I think I only had like maybe 600 followers on Twitter at that point. And within a couple of days I gained like a thousand followers, um, from this bootstrap boost kind of thing. And I had like 110 people apply, and then I picked I picked one of them, and I I built for free for them for 40 hours. So it was kind of something that was like you know I'm giving value to the community. It's it's a unique thing. It's not something normal that you'd see someone do like just giving away their time like that. Um, and so that was like kind of one of the first ways I was able to start building some credibility. Um, and so I think yeah, basically unique ideas like that I think are good ways to do something to to do that.
0: Yeah, that's that's a really interesting idea and it's very novel. Um yeah. <laughs> Can I ask, am I correct in saying that you're you're bootstrapping potion?
1: Yep. Yeah, I am. Um I did look at possibly going through com uh, company fund or something like that, where it's it's a more of like a bootstrapper-friendly investor. Uh, but yeah, I ultimately ended up just bootstrapping and I, I'm really happy with that path. Um, I think it's, you know, in one sense, I don't know like how big Potion can be. Like I, for sure, I know it's not going to be like a startup. Like it's not going to be like a huge startup that's, you know, has a valuation of millions and millions of dollars. And, you know, if I raised money early on, um, it's very possible I could have like killed the business or at least at least in its current form, like it it would probably have had to kind of grow to be a bigger thing than what it is. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm content with having a small business that's profitable, that at least works just for me. And that's what it is right now. It's just myself. Um, and that's kind of what I want. And so I think bootstrapping is a great way to do that. And um, yeah, it's just, it's a lot of fun. I I enjoy, Kind of all spec aspects of building a business like i like the marketing side i like the building side and you know doing something by yourself allows you to kind of learn a lot and do all those things i'm sure at some point in my life i'll want to like have a team and like do things in a different way but right now uh this just yeah it really fits kind of my goals and what i want to do and i think it fits well with what potion is and how to serve my customers well um, so, yeah, I'm I'm bootstrapped and I and I do really enjoy kind of the bootstrapped kind of like community and the community and like indie hackers. There's some really cool communities um, there on Twitter and uh, on indie hackers where you know it's just other people kind of like myself trying to trying to build a business, an online business by themselves, and you know it doesn't have to be a ginormous business, um, and it can still be a,
0: a good success. And why did you make the decision to um, found potion on your own, why not co-found it with others?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it kind of goes back to, uh, I wanted to be able to kind of do all the parts and enjoy like that, like being able to make the decisions on the different sides of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had co-founded a startup out of college with my buddy from college and that was good. Um, you know, we had fun building that business, but, I think there are some downsides to having a co-founder. Obviously, there's some amazing pros to having a founder. You know, you can do more. You can partner with somebody that has um, skills that you don't have. Um, But, you know, kind of going with like the bootstrapping kind of thing and and so entrepreneur thing, there's just a ton of flexibility that you get, I think, when building something by yourself. And that was at least where I'm at in my journey. um, That's kind of what I was interested in. Um, and so, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll probably co-found something with somebody else in the future. And actually my, my other project that I've started working on is I do have a co-founder for that. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of was my thinking for, for Potion.
0: Yeah. And I guess what are your future goals for Potion? Are you looking to get acquired or what's your exit? Yeah, most likely to get
1: acquired, um, you know, there, there is some downsides to building on a platform. Um, Like I was talking about one of the main downsides is there is like platform risk where it's potential or it's possible that notion could be like, Oh, this website thing is kind of cool. We'll just add that feature. We'll just make that be a part of notion. And that could basically kill my business. And so that's definitely something you have to think about when building on a platform. Um, And so with that being said, like, I know Potion is not going to be my forever business. Like, it's probably not going to be a business that lasts for 50 years. Notion might even be dead by that point, you know? So, um, yeah, the plan would be to sell it in in probably not a super long time. Like, maybe in the next couple of years, it would make sense to sell it. And so that would kind of be kind of the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the exit approach there.
0: I see you're working on City Clash. And NFT projects. Could you just give an overview and elaborate a bit on that? Yeah, for sure. So this is
1: kind of the problem of being an entrepreneur, being a builder, where you see shiny objects, and it can be hard to ignore those shiny objects and not want to work on those other things. Right now, like I've been pretty busy with City Clash because we're getting ready to kind of launch it. And so I'm probably spending around... 50 60 percent of my time on city clash instead of on potion even though potion is like my main thing um so that's definitely something you know that in some ways that someone could look at that and be like that's some negative because i could potentially i could have spent more time in and grow it you know grew it faster but i guess you know it kind of comes down to why am i building i i Like, you know, obviously I want to build a business that makes money and that I can live on, Um, but I also build and and like creating things because of just enjoying it and, and enjoying the process. And so when I kind of landed into like the Web3 world, was like exploring it, was like, what is this NFT stuff about? It was really just intriguing and interesting to me. And I just really enjoyed learning about the technology and kind of the deeper I went, the more I was just like wanting to be a part of it. And so then, you know, me and my buddy started working on City Clash. And the, the the original idea for City Clash was kind of supposed to be a small project. Like, oh, this will take us like two months to build. We'll launch it and that'll be it. Where, you know, like all projects, the scope kind of blows up. It kind of grows. And really, we just, the opportunity, if we just do this and this, like, this could really do well and it could be a big thing or, you know, decently for just what we're our size or whatever. And so now we've been building city Clash for, I think like four months and it's been a lot of fun and it's kind of put me into kind of some new spheres, new circles. Um, so anyways, I kind of fell into the trap of building a shiny object, but in some ways, like that's kind of what I wanted to do and and I'm okay with it. Hopefully, hopefully it works out. If it doesn't, then I just learned a lot and uh, I can go back to potion. (laughs) So that's all good. Um, yeah. Anyways, what City Clash is, is it's, well, we actually haven't even shared a ton about exactly what it is yet, but basically it's a NFT collection of 3000 cities and each city is, is an NFT and it's actually real world cities based um, that, you know, we picked cities based on population, GDP, and it's a game between three factions Red, green, and blue. And these factions are kind of like fighting for land um, within the game by owning these NFTs. Um, and so we haven't really shared much more than that, but it's it's basically a game that's all on the blockchain. Um, and so I'm sure even that explanation is probably kind of confusing um, for people that aren't familiar with NFTs and kind of how some of that stuff works. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of what it is in a nutshell, and uh, it's it's been fun to build. We're kind of building up a community around it as well, who's you know into this kind of thing, and it's it's been pretty fun. Uh, we're hoping to launch it here pretty soon.
0: Yeah, that sounds really interesting. And you know, I I see you're working on so many different projects. I guess how do you manage your time between City Clash Potion, your podcast, and other projects you're working on?
1: Yeah. So yeah, there is a lot going on. I'm kind of working a lot right now, which is kind of a problem in some ways, like in some ways why I wanted to do the indie hacker thing, bootstrapping thing is kind of to work less. Like once you have a SaaS that's working, the amazing thing about SaaS is that, you know, obviously you want to keep making it better um, and, and improving on it. And then, you know, there's some c- customer support to do, but Otherwise, like, depending on your goals with it, there's, you know, you don't have to work 24 seven, you know, Um, but, and that's kind of how I've had maybe room for doing another thing. And so I kind of just filled my extra time with that. Um, So yeah, I I am working a lot right now, probably like 10, 11 hours a day right now uh, at a decent pretty early and then kind of work till like 5, 6 p.m., um, and then do a couple things. And so in some ways it's like, I'm not doing a ton of other things. And so, you know, that might not be what would work for a lot of people. Um, but I just enjoy it. Like it's, it's kind of what I would choose to do. It's fun. Once we kind of launch city clash and get that going, I'll hopefully be able to kind of rest and lay back a little bit and not have to work as much. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it kind of comes down to Potion is kind of like a business that's running. It's up and running. I'm not having to do a ton with it all the time right now. Um, I do customer support every day. Like, that's the, the one thing, like, I have to keep doing. And that's it takes me around, like, 30 minutes to 45 minutes per day to do the customer support for Potion. And then otherwise, I'm, like, adding some features here, updating things. Um, and then, you know, I'll have time to work on City Clash. Uh, with the podcast, it's great because podcasts don't take too much time to do. It's kind of like setting up a time to chat with somebody, you know, that takes an hour. And then the editing, like I, I, on purpose, I make the editing as small as possible. Like I'll probably edit the podcast like within 15 minutes. So it doesn't take a ton of time. And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of how it all comes together, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. And how do you avoid burnout working so much?
1: Yeah, I think the thing with burnout is, you know, if you're having fun and you're enjoying it, then hopefully you're not going to get burned out. And so I'm definitely enjoying it. The other part is I think burnout really comes when things start getting hard and you start running into roadblocks. And once you've, you know, once you start banging your head against the wall for a while, that's when burnout comes for sure. Um, And I guess you know, I've been blessed at least with the first year of potion that things were going pretty well. Like it was growing, which that growth kind of just kept motivating me to like, okay, keep building this, keep making this great for my customers. I have started to hit some walls recently with potion where I'm starting to hit a little bit of a plateau and growth and have to figure that out. And so I have felt a little bit of burnout with that just because it is getting harder. Um, and so, you know, I think that's something to you kind of be careful with, like, um, and, it, and in some ways it's been a little good for me probably to be able to step back from potion a little bit with how much time I'm spending on it and, and work on city clash. Um, Cause I think now like I, I have more energy to go back and really kind of hit some of these challenges I have with potion like head on. Um, and so I think, I think that's probably one of the best ways to handle burnout is like one, like hopefully things are going well so that you don't hit some of these walls. Um, but obviously life, like life isn't perfect. You're always going to hit walls. And so being able to kind of step back and, um, maybe rest a little bit. Um, so I definitely still like, I've I've done that even though I'm, I'm working on other things and and working a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I, that's, I guess the only kind of, and again, I'm not like an expert at this. I I'm still like figuring out kind of getting through some of these things myself, but that's at least what I've kind of learned so far can help. um, And kind of where your burnout comes from.
0: What advice would you have for particularly early to middle stage entrepreneurs?
1: Yeah, I think for early on, I mean, really, I think the whole goal, like the goal should be to learn. Like if you can just start learning, like how to build these businesses, there's, there's a ton of stuff to learn And then there's also learning like, you know, what things do you care about as an entrepreneur like what kind of problems do you want to solve that you're excited about that you're going to enjoy building? Um, so I feel like early on, it's probably best just to like try lots of things um, and just put them out there, see what happens. And you'll just learn a lot through that process. And I think, you know, you'll learn what you care about and what things you want to do. Um, I think that also, in some ways, that could be the best way just to find an opportunity that really works. Because you know, it's hard to find an opportunity, and if you spend all your time on it, you know that that could be wasted time in some ways if it never kind of comes to anything. So I think just you know trying lots of different ideas, pushing them out there. Um, you know, there's there's obviously a balance with this, and and this I think is the balance that every entrepreneur struggles with of you know, do you, do you keep on trying lots of different things, but at the same time, like, are you pushing hard enough or far enough with that thing to actually make it turn into something? Um, so that's like a, I think a balance that you as an entrepreneur need to find, and it's probably going to look a little different for everybody. Um, yeah, cause things are, you know, with any business, it's never just going to be always easy. Um, but yeah, that would be kind of my advice is like trying out those different things and, and just learning as you go and, you know, I think if, if an entrepreneur um, is trying to build a business and it doesn't even have to be the same business, but just on their entrepreneur journey for, you know, 10 years um, I think pretty much anyone can make something happen in that time. And you'll just learn so much throughout the way that like, if you can persist, I think people can make it happen. And so really the key then is just enjoy it, like enjoy the journey, Um, be able to persist in in it Um, and so kind of like being able to not have some things you're talking about like burnout and stuff like that like that's kind of the key to like just kind of keep working on it so that hopefully you can make it work out
0: at some point yeah yeah I think that's such great advice to really try and enjoy the journey and just to close where can people connect with you or support you
1: Yeah, so my Twitter is Noah W. Bragg. And so that's kind of where I'm at the most and sharing stuff. I do have a blog at noabrag.com, but I haven't written something there in a little while. Um, And then I do have a channel, a YouTube channel that you can find it uh, by searching Noah Bragg. And on there, I just kind of share similar stuff that I do on Twitter, just kind of the building and public kind of stuff. Um, And so, yeah, those are, oh, as well as the podcast product journey. um, You can find that uh, linked in my Twitter bio. Uh, so yeah those are kind of the places to find me and and hopefully you know i'm trying to share what i'm learning and give value to other people so hopefully that's helpful to to those that are listening
0: yeah well thank you so much noah for being on the podcast it's been such an honor to have you and i really learned so much thanks i appreciate charles that was fun